Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Dating Dossier. Thank you for joining me this week. And this week, it's going to be just me. We have had quite a few guests on for the past couple of weeks, and we will have more guests continue to join us, but I thought we might get back to basics and just talk to me this week. So hopefully that won't be too bad, won't be too off course for you. So this week, we're going to be talking about the phenomenon of breakup behavior. So I don't know if you guys can hear Jolie complaining, putting her two cents in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so annoying, yeah. Um, when I talked to my... Jolie, no. So what would you guys think about going over some of the rules? Actually, kind of all the rules we have so far. Some of them we haven't talked about. Some of them we have. Um, the bread and butter of this episode is going to be the phenomenon of breakup behavior but I feel like I should just go down my list of numbers and just like list out the rules so I can't see you I can't see if your heads are nodding but I'm gonna guess that some of you are pretty interested in that because I promised we'd have rules of dating and I have them written down here so I'm just gonna go through and list them off I have 20 rules so far but we know there are probably like 537 if not a thousand but here we go rule number one you guys know this one come on trust your gut rule number one rule number two has to ask you out within the first 48 hours of continuous communication rule number three has to confirm the time and place of the date 24 hours in advance or you're not going number four if he does not text you the day of the first date you're not going He's going to cancel, rain check, or ghost. Uh, But you should text him by like 3 p.m. to kind of like force a response. Rule number five, change in communication. Danger Will Robinson. Change in communication. Pay attention to it. Uh, It's also kind of like a red flag. Um, Number six, the dude should at least offer to pay for the first date, if not actually pay. Rule seven, accept red flags as such. Red flags do not have to be deal breakers, guys. That's the kind of bottom line, right? Like a red flag, pay attention to it. Let it be a red flag. Accept it as a red flag doesn't necessarily mean it's a deal breaker. Sometimes they are. A lot of times they are. Doesn't necessarily have to be. Rule number eight, he will boomerang. Last episode, boomerang, baby. They're gonna do it. They will boomerang, I guarantee it. Or the episode before last. I can't remember, it's quarantine. (laughs) Uh, Rule number nine, they wanna go from the dating app to Snap. They are going to be a dirty pick pin pal. Now a pin pal, I don't know if I've defined that for you guys. So a pin pal is a dude who just wants to communicate like text back and forth, but doesn't have any real interest in meeting up. You can identify these dudes because they don't ask you out within the first 48 hours of continuous communication and they have some reason or they flake every time you do set up meeting up in person. Um, They'll either cancel at the last minute or they keep putting it off or they won't solidify plans. Yeah, we should definitely get together sometime. That's going to be a pin pal. They just want to text. They just want that emotional satisfaction of someone to talk to, but they have no real intention of bringing it into the quote unquote real world. 
Um, so if they want to go from the dating app to Snapchat, they're going to be a dirty pick pin pal. It's kind of a different facet of the pin pal genre. Okay, number 10, if he lives at home, especially with his parents, he will not prioritize you. He just won't. Well, this is, I guess, specifically if dudes are like over 25 and they are not going to school full time. Okay, there's exceptions to everything, right? Like, yeah, there's probably dude has a really good reason, but I'm just saying he's not going to prioritize you. He's going to prioritize cleaning the gutters for his mom or, you know, um, mowing the lawn for his dad, which is great. He should do those things, but he should also make time for you. Like, yes, clean the gutters, but you could set your alarm and do that at 6 a.m. on Saturday instead of 4 p.m. and not be able to go out with me. Um, can you sense the resentment in my voice right now? Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll try to turn it, tone it back. I'll try to tone it back. Rule number 11. N- number 11 is my favorite number. If they go out of their way to say they, quote, unquote, don't play games, or especially if they say they don't ghost, they definitely do. They 100% will. It's like a guarantee. Uh, rule number 12. Don't leave too much time in between talking and going out on the first date. So say they do ask you out within the first 48 hours and they say, uh, say you're talking on like a Monday or Tuesday and they ask you out for Friday. And then if you guys don't like talk until Friday, that's also no, no es bueno, right? Like you want to have communication because you don't, I mean, that's happened to me before and I assumed we weren't going on the date and then he's texting me at like 6.15 being like, hey, where are you? And I was like, I, so I haven't heard from you in four days. I kind of assumed we weren't going. But you know what they say about assuming? It makes an ass out of you and me. Aw, so cute. Okay, rule number 13. If he comes over to your place or you go to his place on the first date, it's probably not going to be like a serious thing. Like a little bit of planning should go into the first date, right? It doesn't have to be the most you could go stargazing you could watch the sunset i'm a big fan of watching the sunset like you can do anything it doesn't have to be crazy but a little bit of planning should go into it it shouldn't be like hey just come over and watch netflix now if you're all about that do it i'm not shaming that if that's what you want but that's going to set a super casual tone for your relationship and we know what casual means these days so um rule i skipped 14 so this is 14. So I guess I have 19 rules. <laughs> so 14. Bread com- crumbing, bread crumbing does not equal interest. So bread crumbing is like circling the drain kind of thing. So they watch every story religiously on Instagram, on Snapchat, now Facebook. They are kind of constantly around. They'll comment on a lot of your stories or they'll comment on your pictures, but you don't actually have conversations and you don't go out on dates. I have dudes who are still all over my social media from Tinder matches like five years ago. We never went on a date and they watch my stories religiously. Like don't put, I guess what I mean by breadcrumbing does not equal interest is don't put so much weight into them watching every story because it doesn't necessarily mean they're interested. I don't really know why they do it, um, but that's why if you if you know me in real life, um, I call posting to social media posting for my fans. I'm not referring to my actual friends. I'm referring to all the dudes who I've matched on dating apps with. We exchange social media and then nothing ever came of it. I call them my fans because they follow me religiously but nothing is beyond that. So 
Number 15. Um, so 15 and 16, we've actually talked about before. Um, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. If it's not a hell yes, say it again. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. 16. If he likes you, you'll know. If he doesn't like you, you'll be confused. Welcome to my world most of the time as an overthinker. Okay. Rule 17. You are not psycho for recognizing behavioral patterns. Okay? If a dude is doing something that is a red flag, that you know is a red flag, you are not quote-unquote psycho. You're not crazy for recognizing it. Now, depending on what you do with that information, your behavior, that's another story, right? That's not what I'm talking about. But recognizing those behavioral patterns and like letting your ears perk up doesn't make you crazy. It just means you're recognizing behavioral patterns. It's actually kind of healthy. 18, do not cancel on your friends for a dude. I I can almost promise you if you cancel on your um, friends to go out with a dude, it's almost like putting a curse on that relationship. Like I've never seen it where someone, especially early on in a relationship, like deep down, like once you're dating, it's different, right? They're like established. They're probably even part of your friend group. But when you first start dating, do not cancel on your friends for a guy. I am so much more of an advocate of including them in the friend group. Like if you're doing a group activity, ask your friends like, hey, is it cool if he meets up with us at like the third bar or something like that? But don't cancel on your friends for a dude. I think it almost like curse is a really strong word. But it does kind of taint that relationship. It's not healthy. And I promise you, the dude is not going to prioritize you over his bros. He's still going to go to football. He's still going to go fishing. He's still going to do whatever he wants to do. So don't cancel on your friends because your friends will be there. Like your friends will be there when this dude messes up later down the line. So I'm just saying, don't cancel on your friends for a dude. It will never work out and if I'm wrong about that please write in for a listener story I need listener stories so if I'm wrong come on I want to know I want to know tell me the stories tell me all the stories and I'm not talking about shitty friends either right like that's a whole nother that's a we could have a whole episode on that all right we probably will one day but in rule number 19 drink your damn wine (laughs) just drink your wine chug it down you need some bubble bath wine time or liquor or beer whatever your cocktail of choice may be drink it down and if you're not drinking maybe have order french fries I like I don't know like my thing is drink it but drink your damn wine that's okay you're allowed to have a nice glass of wine at the end of the day okay so now that we've gone over our rules we have so far and if you have rules you'd like to share let let us in on please send them in i would love to hear them um go ahead and comment on the picture i shared for this post email them to the dating dossier at gmail.com however you want to communicate with me please do but let's talk about the phenomenon of breakup behavior and i want to call it a phenomenon because i feel like the same kind of things happen every time there's about to be a breakup and I see it happen to my friends too it's like dudes all got the same programming in the matrix and they just repeat the same actions every time and I actually got some of these confirmed by several different dudes so I'll let you know about those after we kind of go through some of the phenomenon so this is not to freak you out but we've all been there 
We've all been there when your gut is telling you you're about to get dumped, okay? And I'm not necessarily talking about super long relationships like you've been together for like a year or more. These are more kind of like the situationships or maybe like a six month or less relationship. Um, you see these every single time. The more established and the longer a relationship is, the more it's going to be individualized to that particular relationship. Um, you'll probably see some of the same signs, but it's going to be, you guys have a lot more history, so there's going to be a lot more to it. Whereas the shorter relationships, and again, the situationships, those are kind of the same behavioral patterns because you haven't gotten as involved with each other. Okay, so... The first thing you're going to notice is a change in communication. Rule number five, a change in communication. You're going to notice it, especially if you're used to getting the good morning text every morning and then you stop getting it. And we notice right away, guys, when you stop sending us a good morning text, if we're used to or you Snapchat us every morning, whatever you do, if you do it on a regular basis and you stop doing it, I promise you, I guarantee you, We've noticed it and we've probably talked to our friends about it and we're probably starting to freak out. I mean, I start to freak out. Maybe you guys don't, but I know personally for me, I'm like, oh, here we go. I've been here before and this is not like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Okay, I was a psych minor. Like I know about self-fulfilling prophecies. It's not that because I feel like if you're aware of it, then you're not going to accidentally fulfill your prophecy self-fulfilling prophecy right like you're not going to do it accidentally if you're aware of it that's my opinion correct me if i'm wrong again write in for listener stories okay so they're going to have a change in communication they're going to start to fade out that's what i call it they fade out so their answers are going to get shorter they're going to start giving you the one word responses um you're going to ask hey how was your day busy it's always busy oh my god it's always there's always something going on with their friends and they're always busy but we'll get to that So they turn to short responses. They also stop initiating. Like you are going to start to feel it that you were the one initiating. Like they don't send you the good morning. So you send the good morning. One time this happened to me and this dude and I, we were super new. We'd only been out two or three times. I think over the like course of less than a month. Um, But he had, you know, done the good morning every morning, wanted to see me like, it seemed like we were on track. I actually thought we were going to start dating because it just like felt good. We both had dogs, whatever. Um, so he didn't text me good morning. And I was kind of like, that's not good. That's not good. But I let me not freak out. I don't want to freak out yet. Try to calm myself down. Like, you know, hide you crazy. So try to calm down. I text him good morning. And his response to me was, hey, I think you're really cool, but I'm not looking for a relationship right now. Like, I literally said, good morning, and I sent the sun emoji, and he said, I'm not trying to date you. (laughs) He said, I'm not looking for a relationship right now. That was his response to good morning. So, okay, I'm just saying I have the evidence to back it up that (laughs) changing communication, if they stop sending the regular messages, it just, it may or may not, it may or may not mean something. Okay, I actually like looked through my screenshots because I do screenshot these. Listen, I have years and years of screenshots because I've been thinking about this podcast for years and years. So I went back to find the screenshot of the message because I knew I had it. So I said, good morning. And I said, good morning. I had like 10 Gs on there. Sun emoji, smile emoji. It's cute as shit. He goes, morning. 
exclamation part. So I just want to be respectful and honest with you. I don't want a relationship at the moment. You are really cool and attractive, but I'm thinking I'm just not ready yet. I hope you understand. So that's what he said in response to good morning. And this was after he stopped the, you know, him initiating the daily messages. Again, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not trying to give you something to freak out about. But if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to guess that you probably already have had these thoughts, right? And we're kind of just all in this together. And I'm more here to tell you, you're not alone and you're definitely not freaking crazy. Okay. So you usually kind of start to see these things also like a week before. Dudes, they usually need about seven days for them to make their decision um, in their head, right? It's about a week. You have about a week and you're going to start to see them. Um, and it's going to come on kind of suddenly. I've sensed it a lot of times it comes on like after you spend like a whole weekend together, after you spend a lot of time together, for whatever reason, that triggers something in boy brains and they say, I'm about to freak the fuck out and dump you um, after I convinced you that I loved you this weekend. Okay. So it's about a week before. Again, trust your gut. Just trust your gut, right? Like, and tell yourself you're not crazy, but just pay attention to it. Um, so the next thing they'll probably do is flake on seeing you, especially with a stupid excuse. And it's usually really dramatic. Like, um, they got a flat tire on their way to see you. Like, really? You got a flat tire? That's kind of like... I'm going to be honest. I've gotten a flat tire a couple times. It's never been when I'm on my way to work. It's been when I'm leaving work or it's been on the weekend. Like I've never, and I'm, I'm sure there's probably like a bunch of you who are like, oh my gosh, I've gotten a flat tire on the way to work. I'm just saying like, that's usually our excuse. That's our go-to is like, hey, I got a flat tire. But it's not always like when we say it happened. Like it's probably a real event and it probably happened, but maybe not necessarily when we say it happened. Okay. So they say I got a flat tire or one of my friends had the dude say that someone he knew went missing and he had to fly to another state to go search for them, which I was like, I, I, I've never heard. That was create. I was like, points for creativity, 10 out of 10 points for creativity. You got to go find a missing person in another state at 10 o'clock at night. Hey, listen, that's amazing. You're a hero if that's true. Um, I didn't see any news reports, but maybe maybe we'll get that story out of her sometime. So they flake on seeing you, especially with a stupid excuse, and especially if you guys see each other regularly on a certain day, right? Like we've talked about this before. I've been the Sunday girl, Sunday afternoon. For whatever reason, several dudes I've dated had me sanctioned to Sunday afternoons, I guess, because like Friday nights and Saturday nights are the first choices and then Sunday brunch. So then like Sunday afternoon, there's nothing else if it's not football season. So then there's me. Um, I'm just kidding. It only happened with two dudes, but it was like the fact that it happened more than once was weird. But if you have a day, you always see each other and then they cancel on that day. And especially like last minute and by last minute i mean the day of when when you guys hear me say last minute i don't necessarily mean that you had plans to hang out at six and they're canceling at 5 58 what i mean for me last minute is not enough time to make other plans that's what upsets me and that's last minute to me like if i don't have enough time to make solid other plans like yeah i can go like show up somewhere i can go figure something to do but if you don't give me enough time to make other plans that's you canceling on last minute for me. And that's when it's not okay. So 
when I say they cancel last minute, that's what I mean. Not necessarily you're expecting them to walk through the door and they cancel, but you don't have enough plans. You don't have enough time to make other plans. So that's that's gonna be that's gonna be a big uh, that's gonna be a big one. Um, or they cancel. Yeah, they cancel on a standing date. So they also stop thinking about you. Like they stop. They start acting selfish. Like nothing is about you. Like they stop asking about your day. This kind of coincides with the whole like you are now initiating conversation. And I'm all for equal give and take initiating the conversation. I'm saying when things change that you are now always initiating. Like if you don't initiate, you don't hear from them. Um, and especially if that's not the norm. Like there should be some give and take here. Like I think one person will always probably initiate more, whether that's you or them. But it should be a little bit of back and forth. If you notice that you are now 100% of the initiator and you don't hear, like it'll be like four, if you don't text them, you won't hear from them for four days. That's what I'm talking about. So, and it's not about you. They don't ask you how your day is going. They don't ask you what you had for dinner. They don't ask how the movie is. Um, you notice it. I know you guys notice this because I talk to my friends about it all the time and it's it's always the same. It's always the same. We're experiencing the same things. Um, or, oh my gosh, this one is so bad. They eat before, like if you're supposed to eat dinner and then they're like, oh, I ate. Especially if they live at home and they're like, oh, I had dinner with my parents then why, fool, did you not tell me? Because now I'm hangry because I didn't eat anything. <laughs> like, why didn't you tell me? I would have gone to Chick-fil-A or something, like gotten me some nugs. But instead, I'm here starving, waiting for you to get here, and they're like, oh, I already ate. What? What? What is it? Like, are guys scared? Are they scared that we will hurt them? We will if we're hangry, maybe. But why not just tell us you ate or tell us plans changed? It's the lying that kills me. Um, also, if you start to feel like a burden, like they're only texting you, hanging out with you because they feel like they have to. You feel it. Like you kind of feel like you're a burden and you should never feel that way. Um, no one should ever make you feel like a burden. So if you're feeling that way, once again, I'm going to use my catchphrase, Danger Will Robinson. Holidays are a big giveaway for that one, too. Um, like, if they make you feel bad for either hanging out with your family or not making plans with them or kind of all around that. I have a lot of stories about that with my toxic, emotionally abusive relationship that I know I've hinted at before, and I really will have to sit down and do an episode on that for you guys, but it's not going to be funny. Like, I'm just going to tell you right now. Like, it's not funny. It's, like, kind of embarrassing to me. But I will share that um, with you guys. Just not today. Today we're going over some other things. So they cancel on your plans. Okay. So those are some of the phenomenons of breakup behavior. Now the things that I have confirmed with men. Um, one of the men I confirmed them with was actually like one of my really good friends, right? So I trust him. I trust what he's saying. I know him. Like, I trust that. The other ones, I didn't know. They were um, my friend's date and then his friends. So super outside of my circle. But they also had no reason to kind of lie to me. So I'll give you both of their answers, both of their perspectives, both the guys who I don't know and what they said, all of them, and then my guy friend who we can trust um 
give you what he said. So these are the confirmations. This is what, this is what I said. This is how I presented it to them because this is how I feel. I feel like dudes pursue us, pursue us, pursue us. Like they do, they ask us out, they do everything they can. They, it's as if they are purposefully trying to make us fall in love with them. They're, they are chasing, they're doing the chase, right? They are chasing us, they are pursuing us. And for whatever reason, we're like, oh no, not really, like not right now. Like, you know, we're either purposefully making them work for it or we're not interested or it's not a good time. For whatever reason, we're not saying yes. And then finally we're like, okay, you know what? Let me try this. For me, it's also kind of like I have them at arm's length um, because I try not to catch feelings because once I catch feelings, I'm a mess. So I try to not catch feelings. I try to do everything I can to not catch feelings because once I do, like, it's just not it's not cute anymore. It's like real. <laughs> so um, for me, this is also like when a dude's pursuing, pursuing and we're, we could be dating. He could have even at this point asked me to be his girlfriend and I'm still like have him at arm's length. But as soon as I'm like, you know, what, I think I actually feel something for this guy. That's what I'm saying, like, quote unquote, giving in. Right. Is I'm like, OK, you've been coming 90. Let me let me go 10. And then. So we finally meet him. Right. I don't even want to say it's halfway. I feel like it's never 50 50. It's like the dude was doing the most and then we meet them. So, for example, I'll get I'll give you guys an example of this. I had a dude who I dated in Raleigh and we kind of talked about him. He was the one who's from Morocco who said he went back to Morocco, but he didn't. Um, he pursued me. He asked me out on dates. He introduced me to his friends. He wanted to introduce me to his mom, but she didn't speak English. And I was like, okay, A, it's really soon. And B, I don't, how will I communicate? Like, I don't speak French or Arabic. Like, I won't, I won't be able to talk to her. So we didn't meet. But he wanted to meet my friends and family. And he wanted to meet my parents. Like, he really wanted to meet my parents. And I was like, you know what? I it, it felt like a red flag trust your guts that's what I'm saying like trust your guts it felt like a red flag but I convinced myself or I told myself that it wasn't because I was like you know what I'm used to these other guys who don't want a commitment and don't want these things so maybe this is what it looks like when a dude wants a commitment I think that is true however not a month into a relationship we were like a month a month and a half into a relationship that's that's too soon and I still stand by that like that's just it's too much it's too fast like depending like everybody has their different you know different strokes for different folks like everybody has their different relationships with their family and things like that but I should have listened to my gut and known it was too soon anyway he meets my parents he pays for their brunch I was like this is great he wanted I was traveling for work he wanted to pick me up from the airport like he wanted to do all these things um and then he just stopped talking to me one day. This is the one who ghosted me, who I thought was dead. It was the first time I got ghosted. Um, he didn't talk to me for three days. I didn't know. I think I figured out he wasn't dead because he logged into Facebook. Like, I saw, like, the green chat on Facebook or something. Somehow I figured out he wasn't dead, but he just wasn't talking to me. That never happened to me before. We'd established a relationship. He met my parents. Like, I thought we were on track, you know, for a real relationship. And he stopped talking to me and then he came back now this message I don't have screenshotted because I like deleted and blocked him on everything so I lost those 
but he came back and said he wasn't ready to be in love and he thinks we're on different pages and meeting my parents showed him that he can't give me what I want out of life which I my parents are very much like I think you guys heard them say in the first couple episodes they don't like to meet the puppies so they met this puppy um they didn't really want to like they were like oh we don't want to pet the puppies but they met him but they did not like get it like it was very face value conversation you know what I mean if that makes sense it was very casual so I was like I don't think meeting my parents did anything because they definitely were not like asking you about your history or anything like that like they just met you um so that all that is to say the dudes chase 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 pursue 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 it's all on their terms it's all on their time right and then you're like okay I'll agree to it right like I was like yes I'll be your girlfriend yes you can meet my parents like I was agreeing to it but I wasn't initiating any of it like he was coming 90 and I felt like I was going 10 because I was like agreeing but I wasn't coming up with it that's my logic anyway and then he turns around and says that he thought I was too in love with him he thought I wanted more out of the relationship this happened again with the last guy I dated last year and he's the one who followed me to the grocery store we went hiking that one right 13.5 miles that guy that's what I'm talking about he also made a list of activities for us to do he wanted to go to the cherry blossom festival like he wanted to reconnect with our old friends like he made all of these things and then he changed in communication we had the standing date to watch game of thrones on sunday he canceled at like 4 p.m and the show comes on at 9 so he he did all of those kind of phenomenons of breakup behavior just like this dude this dude um the one from morocco he changed in communication as in he just ghosted stopped talking to me completely but Anyway, they both said they thought I was way more in love with them than they were with me and that they couldn't give me what I wanted or what I deserved. They both said something like in a very similar vein. And I was like, that doesn't make sense to me because you guys were the ones doing the most. I was just agreeing to go along with you. And like in my head, I was thinking it was too fast. So that's another thing. Trust your gut and also have these conversations like, you can't say the wrong thing to the right person. So if you want to say, hey, we need to pump the brakes. Like, this is a little fast for me. If the dude runs for the hills, he was going to run for the hills anyway. Okay, so like just have that conversation because it's going to save you. <laughs> it's going to save you in the long run. So what I should have done is, is tell them it was too fast. But instead, I held my tongue and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go along with this. Like maybe this time it's real. This is a real relationship. You, you say whatever you say to yourself, right? We all, we all do that. We all tell ourselves whatever we think we need to hear. So I was like, how are you guys saying this? Because it's not, that's not how I felt. So I asked the dudes this, okay? So I asked the guys, it, it was a Zoom chat as a group of dudes. Um, I asked them, I'm like, what is it? Like, what, what the heck, guys? Come on. Like, please explain to me for your entire gender <laughs> what's going on here. And they said that it's all about the chase, They love the chase. And once the chase is done, it's not as exciting. And I'm like, okay, that kind of makes sense. But for me, wouldn't the chase be done once you ask me to be your girlfriend? And that had happened with both of the dudes who I have stories about. It had happened with both of them like weeks before the breakup started to happen. So I'm like, I guess maybe the end of the chase 
isn't what I thought the end of the chase was. Maybe the end of the chase is when dudes can sense that we're getting comfortable and falling for them. I don't know. But they said it was about the chase. And my guy friend said it's about the chase too. So men, what, you want to be predators? I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> they love the chase. They love the chase. Um, so they all said that. They all agreed. They like the chase. And then, but then I specifically said, well, why is it after the chase, you guys decide you're done and we start to have the breakup conversation. And then you say, you vocalize, you verbalize that it's because you think we like you way more than you like us. How are you all coming to that conclusion? Because I've had friends who've told me dudes have said something like that to them too. So it's not just like happening to me in a bubble, right? It's, it's, it's a phenomenon, breakup behavior, phenomenon of breakup behavior. We're all seeing it. So I was like, why do you guys say that? Now the Zoom dudes, I don't really know, right? But I, I feel like they were honest because why would they lie? I don't know. But, and they knew I have a podcast, so maybe. But they said that it's because it's easier. So it's easier to say, I think we're on different pages and I think you have different feelings, blah, blah, blah. It's easier to say that than to say, I'm no longer interested in you or I'm interested in someone else or like whatever phrase. Like, it's just easier to say that. And I was like, okay, are y'all all born with that switch that once a girl has feelings for you, you decide it's easier to tell her that she's too in love with you? Like, I was like, okay, I guess it's interesting to me that you're all saying that. But I was like, it doesn't really make sense to me that all dudes could be like, oh, it's easier. Like, it just didn't make, because I've dated like guys who are not emotional. I've dated really emotional guys. Like, I'm like, there's, the spectrum is too wide for you to all come to that conclusion. So here's what my guy friend said. And I think he's on to something, ladies and gentlemen. This is what he said. He said that dudes are so used to rejection and dude I agree with that like dudes do get rejected way more like we're talking about a numbers game like guys just have more at bats than women um and I'm gonna borrow some bits from Eliza Schlesinger's Schlesling I'm sorry um, she has elder millennial if you guys haven't watched a bit please do I love the way she talks about this exact thing she talks about guys ha- get rejected way more like one of the things she says is you know women since we get rejected less in general, we remember every time we've been rejected. Like we can go back in time and tell, I'm doing it right now. That's this whole podcast is essentially me going over the times I and my friends have been rejected, right? Like we we know those times. So with dudes, you say in her bit, she says, when's the last time you got rejected? And the guy's like, uh, on the, in the cab on the way here, like in line for the bathroom, like while you were in line at the concession stand, like be more specific about when I got rejected. Dudes just get rejected so much more. So what my friend was saying was that if guys get rejected all like way more, then that's their um, like state of being right like that's like their normal is the rejection so whereas like instead of just being at zero they're like at negative 50 right so if you have zero is like just normal just indifference and then affirmation or affection like I like you from someone puts you at plus 50 and then rejection where you feel like you normally hang out is at negative 50 
So he's saying that dudes hang out at negative 50. They're used to rejection. So if a girl says, I like you, she not only has bumped up 50% to indifference, but now another 50% to affirmation and affection. Like, so it's, I don't know. I didn't, I wasn't very good at statistics, but this is, it was a hundred percent more. <laughs> I think that gets 50 plus 50 is a hundred. So that's what I'm doing. It's a hundred percent more than what he was getting. Right. So, so used to rejection. We're hanging out in rejection land. They finally get not rejected, but not only are they not rejected, somebody likes them. That's so much more than what they're used to. So for them is what he said for dudes. It does feel like she likes him way more than he likes her because she does like him way more than anything he's used to and when I heard that I was like my mind is blown right now like that that makes way more sense to me than um it's just easier like I I buy that it's easier because it is than like having a hard conversation but how all guys feel that way makes more sense to me about the rejection and then someone liking them and that's why it feels like the girl likes them so much more. It's still really annoying. It's annoying as hell. And it's so frustrating because it's like <laughs> we girls like when the chase, right? So we get pursued and we get chased. And then I don't know about you guys, but I tell myself every time I'm like, okay, maybe this one's different. Maybe this one, you know, means it. Maybe this one means something. And then for it to turn around and be like, no, I don't like you. But eventually, eventually it's going to be right. It's, it's what I refer back to all the time. Um, you guys know my favorite. He's just not that into you. Um, when Gigi figures out that most of us are the rule instead of the exception. But eventually, eventually we will be the exception. Like eventually the one chasing us will mean it. And they won't say, oh, I think you're too in love with me and than I am with you. The thing is, is that you just have to go through it. You have to kiss the frogs, as people love to say. You have to kiss the frogs to figure out when the one will mean it. Um, But that's what I thought was interesting, was I got some confirmation from those dudes. Um, Oh, the other thing they confirmed was that when I said, if you always hang out on a certain day and they cancel on that day, oh my gosh, I wish I had a recording of their reaction. Because when I said, if you always hang out on a certain day and then they cancel on that date, they said, if dudes cancel on a standing date, yes, it means they're probably about to ghost you or break up with you or um, it's about to be the end of a relationship. They confirmed that that is something to pay attention to. And here's the thing. This is what I tell my friends too. Guys can redeem themselves right? Like if you guys remember the episode with my mom where she was talking about dating my dad and my dad messed up by like not going to this dinner. Like she held on to that rejection for like 30 years, but my dad messed up by not going to this dinner. He made up for it by putting a poem and flowers on her car. Like he did something to redeem that situation. So just because dudes like cancel on you doesn't necessarily mean to go into full panic mode. Like they can turn it around. They can turn that boat around. It's just the problem is most of them do not. And that's how we have things like the dating dossier podcast. But you don't need to necessarily completely write them off at the first sign of any of these because they're all redeemable. It can all be like fixed and communicated through. It's just, are they the ones who are going to communicate through it? That's the question. 
it's not necessarily they do these behaviors and then it's done it's set in stone stone it is what it is it's what they do from there um and um yeah that's actually those are the points i wanted to cover this episode so i hope you guys liked it with just me this week i know it's a little different than what we've had normally i would love to do another listener files episode soon so if you guys want to send it in hey we're in quarantine like if y'all have some extra time on your hands send me in your dating horror stories or your best date stories your funniest your favorite I keep them anonymous. You get my genuine reaction, but if um, I'm reading it and I realize it gives identifying information, I'll be sure to go back and edit it out. But I love those episodes. I heard you guys like those episodes, so please, please, please send in your listener files episode. I would love to do another one soon. You can email those stories to thedatingdossier at gmail.com. You can also DM them to me on Instagram. And if you would, tell your friends about this podcast. I'm having a lot of fun. I feel like I'm learning a lot. Um, And I've had some feedback that you guys are enjoying it as well. So please let me know. You can find me on Apple podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. So that's all for this week. I hope you guys enjoy and I'll talk to you again soon.